but he always has the same look on his face, which is kind of like, ah. Ah, what? I don't know. Ah, I'm naked. <laughs> like that. Was that because of us? What's up? This is the Off Five. Sure is. It's a podcast where two friends talk about The Office. Classic. And yeah, classic. Classic episodes. We're on season three. Um, and it's episode six. And it's called Diwali. And it came out November 2nd, 2006. Yes. October. Poof. Gone, gone like a lamb. And this episode was kind of like their Halloween episode. Hin- yeah. Hindu Halloween episode. Because they're dressing up in saris and in cheerleader outfits Mm -hmm. and various other outfits. Should I read about this episode description? Absolutely, you should. And Wikipedia is the best thing ever. In the episode, Kelly Kapoor invites the office to a Diwali celebration where Ryan Howard struggles to make a good impression on Kelly's parents. And Michael Scott considers taking his relationship with Carol Stills to the next step. Ooh considers and then goes for it (laughs) (laughs) thought about it for like a few minutes meanwhile at the stanford branch jim halpert and andy bernard get drunk while working late leading karen filippelli to give jim a ride home i guess that's right but i would have said leaving leaving yeah that's what i was thinking too but i guess it also led her to do it yeah and i mean it is you know crowdsourced info so well it's the best yeah they got order form consolidation done while they're drunk which is even more boring than it sounds i'll take their word for it yeah me too i don't want to try it actually i do a lot of consolidating of documents and it is quite boring yeah i don't do that the problem with really boring things is it's easy to make a mistake because you're not engaged while you do it well maybe you should try drinking some jaeger yeah or like three bottles of things (laughs) yeah exactly oh i do i'm always drunk (laughs) so great scott productions and trivia Diwali was written by Mindy Kaling. Yay! And directed by Miguel Arteta. Uh, So, Mindy Kaling, Kelly, she wrote Hot Girl and The Injury, two of my very favorite episodes. Oh, yeah. We all know you love Hot Girl, and I didn't know you loved Diwali until now, but... No, I said The Injury. Spoiler. Oh, I know, but... I'm keeping my secrets about this one. Okay. Everyone has to have their secrets just, until the assuming. end of the episode. I'm, I'm sorry. I was assuming. Yeah. But injury, yeah, that's a good one, too. What are you saying that? Because when we watched it, I was laughing. <laughs> yes. I was, I was lolling out loud. Yeah. You were R-O-F-L-ing. I don't think rolling so. Rolling on the I was floor. Taking, taking, I was T-N-W-L. Taking notes while laughing. <laughs> A-L. A little. Same. A little. <laughs> chuckling. Okay. And here's some other trivia. Because this time I actually got some trivia. Okay, Do you good. have anything? No, okay. so I'm glad you did. <laughs> uh, Kaling and Greg Daniels came up with the episode idea after Kaling held a Diwali party in 2005 for series staff. Aww. Because before I read that, I was going to go, who the hell would take their office to their Diwali party? But It was Mindy the Kaling cast would. of the office. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. She undertook research about Indian culture, and the resulting episode was substituted in place of one that would have been Halloween-themed. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's some other trivia. Okay. You know the Kelly's parents? Yeah. They're Mindy Kaling's parents. Oh, 
I thought her dad looked so sweet the whole time. Oh, he I thought such... he looked really mean, but oh. his, her mom looked really sweet. I, I thought. thought the dad looked really sweet. He had just like a really funny smile on. <laughs> yeah, he looked really perturbed a couple times. Yeah, well, especially after interacting with Ryan and Michael. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is is a pretty pretty normal response. But anyway, it's cool that that's her real parents. Mm-hmm. Glad they didn't cast Apu from The Simpsons. <laughs> Or M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I don't think he was available. Okay, so this trivia is from Wikipedia, too. So take it with um, the Wikipedia entry for salt. Okay. The episode is set at West Scranton High School. You know, they're like at a school for this Yeah. Thing? West Scranton. Okay. Born and raised. They actually filmed it at Grant High School <laughs> <laughs> in Los Angeles. But that's the same building where Freaks and Geeks was filmed. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, I love that show. Yeah. I, so cool. I wanted to see if I could recognize it, but not really. I don't know it that well. I, think I mean, I would it recognize, looks like a pretty generic high school, but... I think I might recognize the stairwell, if they went to the stairwell, or if they... The had, outside area, or the parking lot, maybe. Oh, yeah, or maybe the gym. Yeah. But they didn't go any of those places, so... <laughs> I mean, they're... The main festival, wasn't that in the gym? Oh, did I say gym? I meant the locker room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the gym is also in Freaks and Geeks, but gyms are so samey. Jim, Jim Halpert? <laughs> Jimsothy Nasium. Nasium. Yeah. So I didn't recognize it, but that's really cool. It's cool. Yeah, that trivia. is cool. I, I love that show. Yeah, me too. Rewatch it. Maybe we'll do a podcast about it. I like to rewatch it every few years. Yeah. It's not that funny, but it's just good. Yeah. And it's also great to see those young actors in it. Yeah. Jim Frank. I mean, James Franco. <laughs> you can call him Jim. It's short for that. Timothy Franco. Seth Rogen. Uh, the other ones. Siegel. Oh, yeah. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. And I saw the... Lisa Cardinelli or whatever. Okay. Linda Cardinelli. Is that the, the sister? Like the main girl? Yeah. She was in uh, New Girl. Oh, yeah. For a little bit. She's in a lot of things. I always see her pop up. So should we do some references with Kevin's chilies? Yes, I'm so excited about this segment. All right, well, let's you you can start it. Okay, so one of my favorite moments, which this could go on Finer Things Club, but I'm going to put it in Kevin's chilies because it's a reference to one of my favorite shows called Sex in the City. Yes. And that is when Meredith asks Pam if she'd like to come over and watch Sex in the City and have apple teenies. Yeah. Instead of going to Diwali. I think that sounds fun. Yeah. I usually associate Apple Teenies with scrubs. Yeah. You'd think that she would make Cosmopolitans for yeah. Sex in the City, but I've, that's maybe a little too classy for her. Or Sex on the Beach. Yeah. Or a like, screwdriver. Sex in want? Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I can't believe we're doing Kevin's Chili's before Finder Things Club, but let's just keep it going. Okay. I, I made a mistake on that one. Um, there's okay. a reference to a place, India. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but that's a country. And also a continent. Just kidding. It's on the continent of Asia. We know everything about India. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? Oh, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. I see dead people. <laughs> he was dead the whole time. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, um, there was some references to other tv shows speaking of scrubs zach braff oh zach braff that's right um, uh, apu from the simpsons which is a tv show and apu is i guess we're legally required to say in 2019 
not chill <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so, um, cheers. TM. <laughs> which was so Oh, yeah. Bizarre. Cheers, I forgot. Yeah, Sam and Diane. Yeah. That's who Andy thinks he and Karen are like. But actually, Pam and Jim are Sam and Diane. Yeah. And they're a TV show characters that are doing the Sam and Diane talking about it. Which is so meta. So meta. Nice job, Mindy Kaling. Will they, won't they? Who knows? Actually, I don't know what Sam and Diane's uh, dynamic was. Was it that they, were they in love the whole time or were they just kind of had chemistry and then they got together later? I have never watched Cheers from beginning to end, but um, I feel like they just had chemistry, you know? Yeah, that's cool. But it was kind of like a, a kind of like, kind of mean to each other kind of chemistry, but in a flirty way. Mm-hmm. Like Andy and Karen. Exactly like them. <laughs> and also Taxi Cab Confessions. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Not me either. I've seen um, Cash Cab, oh, which I love. That's a good show. Um, probably a different type of show, though. Yeah, probably. There was also a reference to Beyonce when they played her song. There's crazy a few different love. songs. Yeah. And then um, Michael does say he's crazy in love right after hearing that song. Really? I yeah. didn't even notice that. To, uh, Maybe I'm crazy in love. <laughs> also, what an eclectic DJ. To go I, from I that love it. To like, to a like really the soundtrack of... Um, Darjeeling Limited. Or, or Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, okay. Like Jio. We are so uncultured. <laughs> I know, we're uncultured swine. But like, yeah, to bounce from Beyonce to that. Um, but you know, that song wasn't by Beyonce. Crazy in Love, it was Jay-Z. It was performed in the style of, I think. Like, oh. When I asked Siri no, it was the Beyonce. name, it said it was the AC Milan collection. which I So I think that's like a... Like, they do, like, a cover, you know? So it's, oh, like, cheaper. Yeah. Or maybe so you could do it. Because, you know, like, whenever Beatles songs are in a movie, they always have to... They almost always have to get a cover, no matter how yeah. good it or, or accurate it is, because they just can't get the real recording. Right. So they can have to pay the rights anyway, but not actually get the access to the recording. I, kn- I always knew that Beyonce wasn't that cool. I mean, why wouldn't she be down to have her song in the office? Well, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to spend that kind of money. Oh. Especially because it fooled us. Yeah, so I, it worked. I for sure knew it was a Beyonce and cover, then, at least. I don't know if you knew this, but it's Closer to Fine is not the Indigo Girls. It's actually performed by Andy featuring Tuna. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell the difference. <laughs> I always, oh, I love that song, though. Yeah, Andy featuring the Tuna. There's there's no way Andy they're making all that magic tuna. with their mouth. Remember? <laughs> yeah, Andy and the Tuna. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but the yeah. <laughs> Um, and then there's a reference to Adam Sandler mm-hmm. with his well, Hanukkah song, yeah. kind of. Um, and oh, apparently monkey brains, eating monkey brains is a mm. reference to Indiana Jones. They do that at the beginning of uh, Temple of Doom. I've, yeah, I've seen it, but I don't like that show. So that movie. Yeah. Film series. Yeah. Film series. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the ones that gets criticized for being culturally insensitive now. Like, yeah, just that scene. Well, oh. I don't know. Maybe other stuff, too. Yeah, other stuff. All the enslaved kids. Yeah, and the, just you know, like the, his whole attitude of Harrison Ford, I just didn't like it. Oh, uh, because he just... You know, this one, he's being the most uh, culturally appropriate because he goes there to steal the magic rocks for the villagers, not for the himself. Westerners. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Closer I am to find... That's it. That's all I have. Me, too. Oh, wait. Oh, I do have a reference to something else. A book called the Kama Sutra 
Oh, yeah. That was brought up in a staff meeting. So. I I uh, have the audiobook version of it. Okay. Because so, <laughs> I don't really have time to read the comments. Is that on... Um, can I rent that from the library? Yeah, yeah from okay. the okay. Cool. Yeah, Audible, Hoopla. probably. <laughs> yep. Um, and, Sick. Uh, there's also some references to a sex position which is the union of the monkey so i looked up what that is oh no the man lies on his back with his legs straight up (laughs) the woman sits i'm already out the woman sits on the top of his thighs using his feet as a backrest which sounds comfortable lumbar support the two partners hold themselves by the wrists to maintain a stable position. He then lifts her with his feet to start oh an up God. and down stimulation. Uh, wow. The woman adds to the stimulation by undulating her pelvis in a <laughs> lateral circular motion. <laughs> undulating. So, so you can imagine. <laughs> undulating with lumbar, basically. <laughs> I love the word undulating. Yeah, me uh, too. When you're trying to act this out with the audiobook, you're like, yeah. could you go, go back 30 <laughs> seconds? Wait, the wrists? What are we doing with our wrists? Alexa, rewind. <laughs> it said maintain a stable position, but I don't feel too stable. Anyway, pluses, original and fun position for creative couples. Yeah. I mean, it's ri- It's like you read the well, directions. Was this on WikiHow <laughs> or what? Minuses, a difficult position to control. The man may feel crushed by his partner. <laughs> so He'll get his feelings Only hurt. for people with a BMI under 20. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. Oh, and then also there's this reference to this thing called Diwali. Oh, okay. Yeah, we forgot that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about Diwali or should we skip it? It's a festival of lights. Let me tell you, it's been one crazy night. Yeah. It says here. Okay. I do have some information from the BBC. Just. I'll just say it and we'll cut it out if it's. Okay. So if it's not not here. Okay. Uh, The festival is usually sometime between October and November. The date changes each year and it lasts for five days. So it's like Hanukkah. Yeah, that's how long they're there in this episode. That's why they get so hungry. In the gym. Yeah. And that's why Michael becomes um, delusional and starts asking people to marry him. <laughs> that's right. Each religion marks different historical events and stories. So this is one holiday, but depending on your religion, you celebrate different things about it. Oh, okay. So Hindus celebrate the return of the deities Rama and Sita to Ayada. After their 14-year exile. Okay, okay. That sounds like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Dwight, that's what Michael yeah. says, but you can't say that. <laughs> uh, they also celebrate the day Mother Goddess Durga destroyed a demon called Mahisha. The Sikhs particularly celebrate the release from prison of the Sikh guru Hargobind Singh in 1619. <laughs> but Sikhs celebrate the festival before this date. Okay. So I, I don't know about that. Well, I mean... It is kind of interesting to know that. Okay. Well, the main thing is that you have lights and oil lamps in the streets and house. You visit your relatives and have feasts. Fireworks and festivities are an essential part of the occasion. And Lakshmi, the Hindu goddess of wealth, is worshipped as the bringer of blessings for the new year. Oh, like Lakshmi Singh on NPR. Oh. I'm Lakshmi Singh and this is NPR. That's where that name sounds familiar (laughs) from. Yeah. Okay. So let's do a finer things club. Okay. What did you find so fine? I've been talking a lot. Do you want to go first? Sure. I really liked um, Kelly when her sisters are making fun of Ryan. And she goes, Rupa, Nipa, Tiffany, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Just because like um, Kelly and Tiffany are such like, 
I don't know, Americanized names and yeah. then Rupa and Nipa. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it was so funny. I love that part. Um, so they're like her younger sisters. Yeah, and I, I wonder if she has more. But they speak Hindi. Yeah. But Kelly doesn't seem to know anything about Indian culture, and or I definitely she's don't pretending think she's... she doesn't. Oh, maybe because like it, it seems weird that your younger sisters would know a language fluently to the yeah, point where they would be didn't. talking it smoothly. Yeah, and you're like the only person in your family that doesn't understand what they're talking about. Well, maybe um, they just had enough money to send a couple daughters to like a Hindi international school or something. Hmm. Okay. And so they decided to send Rupa and Nipa because they might fit in better than <laughs> Tiffany. Their names will look better on the yeah on, on the, the application. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the one that I have, it's it's three, but it's just one, which okay. is Michael and Carol. Yeah. The three is their kissing photo. I love the expression. Oh how bad yeah. The lighting oh is. yeah. Oh my god. How Michael's looking at her, but obviously holding the camera. And she's looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait, was that during the presentation that he accidentally, like, accidentally yeah. presentations, like, brought it up? I feel like he does that a lot. Later on, he does it with Holly, where he, like, shows him in the woods. And, or, or he, like, alternates pictures of hot dudes and himself. Yeah. And, like, Ryan took the picture or something in the woods uh-huh, or yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I've never taken anyone there. <laughs> Who took the picture? Yeah. <laughs> Ryan. It, it is really similar to that. And so he's like showing famous Indians. Uh, he's not using the photos on the wall. But oh, I, yeah. And I like the PowerPoint, though, because it allows for better comedic timing. Yeah. Because you get to click up the next one. It's not just like check them all out at the same time. Um, what else do you have? I like how everyone reacts to the Indian food. Mm-hmm. Like Pam is really excited about it. We're not really excited about it, but she's she'll try it. And then Michael is just expecting there to be s'mores. And Carol's like, it's not s'mores. There's samosas. And then it cuts away to him saying, how hard could it be? It's chocolate, marshmallows, and graham crackers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the s'mores. That's the second part of the Michael-Carol dynamic is how she just knows more about Indian culture than yeah. Yeah, everything, really. Yeah. And... Uh, and the face that she makes when he's dancing all excited. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at him go. But it's also just kind of like... Eh. So embarrassing. And yeah. it, it's like in contrast to another one of my favorite Michael lines when um, he mentions in the beginning that he's really nervous to take everyone to the Diwali celebration because he doesn't want them to embarrass him. Oh, right. Because they're not very culturally aware. So that's when he starts... That's when he starts the meeting about the Kama Sutra. Right. Yeah. The one thing about people in the office is they're not always culturally sensitive. Exactly. Which is also pretty meta because it's a person who's not culturally sensitive talking about how others are not culturally sensitive and how that makes him uncomfortable. Well, he, yeah. And he's like saying that they're kind of ignorant of any culture. And even though I think most people know Indian food better than him and Angela... Most people don't know what Diwali is before this episode came out. So Yeah, that's true. So it, this episode is teaching, too. This episode of the Off Five. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Settle down, class. <laughs> but, you know, compared to, like, the Diversity Day one and stuff where they're talking about diversity, but they don't teach the audience anything. It's all just about, like, everyone in the audience knows about diversity. 
Yeah. Like, know what it is, you know, and then Michael makes his speech that, like, got a fake Abe Lincoln quote in it, and that's it, you know. But this one actually does have some real information, even though yeah. it kind of flies by. But, you know, he's what their uh, what their clothes are called and what Diwali is, and even the song is kind of informational. Yeah. Although, I never trusted that the song was <laughs> accurate, but I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> because we'll talk about it, but the song's not really, and it's not really Michael. It's like Steve Carell. <laughs> It feels oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. It feels way more Steve Carell. Yeah. Like an homage to Adam Sandler yeah. by Steve Carell. Um, what did you like? Well, and then the last part of their thing is the proposal. Yeah. Which is... I love her face. So, Carol, Nancy Carell, her face when when he has, she has to repeat, can we talk about this later? But she, like, it's like a smile on too can we talk about this in private can we talk about this in private he's like oh you gotta be kidding me (laughs) into the microphone and then drops the microphone yep mic drop really sad mic drop yeah michael scott drop oh (laughs) ego drop (laughs) she she dropped mike yeah (laughs) um so question yes do you think that it was kelly's parents fault that he proposed um, I think they might have inspired him in a very Captain Jack way, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know if I would say it's their fault. No, but they were the ones that said that she was the fair cheerleader and that, you know, how long have you been married? They kind of planted yeah. the idea, although... Well, they just meant fair because she's so white. <laughs> he was the one that thought... <laughs> Yeah, and then he thought it was like, she's like, yeah, fair and kind. And we're like, all right. <laughs> and then, is it true that you only met the night before the wedding? Mm-hmm. And you've been married for 20 years? That's, I mean, that's his dream. Oh, is that's to true. to be married. He gets to get married with someone before they don't like him. Exactly. Like That comes the, later. And it seems like the ninth date was a little waiting a little too long, even. <laughs> Right. She already didn't like him. Oh, that's true. Like the um, should have gotten married right at the ice rink, or maybe at casino night. Yeah, that was the only time she's ever looked at him with that's something that true. wasn't like. Yeah. Uh, I mean, e- even when he was like playing with her kids, she was like, oh, "That's sweet," I guess. Yeah, and then it's because of that competition between. I mean, maybe if um, Jan was at Diwali, the proposal would have worked. Oh, yeah. Because there's that competition. Yeah, she would have just run, ran in and grabbed, been like, oh, sh- yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, speaking of, when, when Michael does talk to the parents and, and he makes the comment about throwing yourself on the fire. Yeah. That's an obsolete custom, but it was real. Yeah, it was. But it also sati. Very culturally insensitive of him to ask because yikes that was a while ago yeah yeah it you know it's kind of nice though that he had the wherewithal to say it's still very cool and then leave rather than just continuing to sit there yeah that's true <laughs> at least at least he was like oh that that didn't go i'm gonna leave okay bye yeah yeah because i could feel like michael could have just been like all right so what are we having or, <laughs> you know. yeah let me try out this um stand-up routine on youtube yeah yeah <laughs> also where are the s'mores they cut when he's talking about the s'mores, but he, his whole thing is like, it would have been easy to make them completely like, <laughs> yeah. detached from whether or not it was a, they like wanted to. It was an appropriate to. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really liked the second storyline that's going on in Stanford, mm-hmm. um, especially because you get a really good sense of 
Karen as a character. Because she's the only one not drinking. And I think that's hilarious that she slid that by everybody. Well, Andy and Jim. That she wasn't drinking the whole time. One of my finer things is, one, two, three, shot! Yeah. (laughs) We used to say that all the time. (laughs) One thing that's funny about the sound mixing in that scene, though, is you can clearly hear Karen pouring the shot out. Yeah. You hear it hitting something. Like, how would they not know that? And why wouldn't you... It's in the trash can. Why wouldn't you pour it into, like, a plant or something? Why isn't she confident enough in herself to just say, nah... Because they're, cause then they're not going to get us drunk. And I think she wants to see the them being drunk. Maybe. I don't let's, know. Let's go into talking about characters because we could seamlessly just talk yeah. about those three real quick. We were apparently yeah. the only people in Stanford. Josh is like. That had to do ya. consolidation reports. Yeah. They're just like, they don't really care about the other characters in Stanford at all. Yeah. It's really clear. Are they the only salespeople? Like, I feel like the that, whole sales staff yeah. would have to stay. But I mean, I guess that makes sense. There aren't that many salespeople in yeah. Uh, where where are we? Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that one. Well, right now we're in Fort Collins, but... Pennsylvania. Yeah, so I don't know about Karen in this episode. I think her and Jim are blossoming, you know? He's, like, looking at her and stuff. But she is... Uh, I don't find it... I guess it's just something about it's, like, a little bit disappointing in how fake she's able to be. Oh. Because she fakes the whole, like, shooting taking shots thing like not just like saying she did it but like also being like oh my god it's, yeah like oh, you know like the the like puckering of her mouth and mm-hmm. stuff like oh geez that really burned going down yeah and then she just bails she's like see ya yeah <laughs> and just takes off even though she's the only sober person <laughs> and she ends up yeah. like still being in the parking lot but she's the first one to leave and then jim is like andy could you give me a ride home yeah but what would what yeah <laughs> what it really seems like jim would have driven if if he hadn't if he happened had to car, ridden his bike yeah. that day. Because he didn't know they were going to get right. drunk. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of drunk driving in the office. It's funny because that was already used as a plot point for like Roy hitting his low point. But other yeah. characters seem like, you know, like we had Dwight and Ryan and just Meredith, last episode. probably always. Yeah. Or like Dwight and Ryan doing bombs of something. Oh, and then right. somebody drove home. Yeah. But, they didn't have Lyft back then. No. But yeah and then jim like thinks that karen has drank the same amount oh yeah and is just driving like you know how to hold your liquor yeah um i guess i guess they just didn't know about those things back in 2006 (laughs) yeah i guess not i don't even think drinking and driving was illegal back then yeah people just cracked open a cold one a cold open (laughs) yes i was hoping you would you would hear that (laughs) should we do that yeah all right that's gonna be like an emergency segment that can come in at any time yeah (laughs) okay cold open the cold open was hilarious it was kelly is having ryan try on the kerpa which is kind of like a sorry but for men um and is also the name not sorry (laughs) <laughs> sorry not sorry yeah exactly so sorry not sorry um and is also the name of a contestant on the bachelor this season kerpa kerpa she was eliminated unfortunately sorry spoiler alert if you're watching did you but, look that up no, i watched the bachelor no the the oh no i just heard them say it i thought they said kirka oh uh-oh <laughs> kirka Ker- kerpa well <laughs> i'm not fine traditional indian clothing uh 
I'm finding a whole bunch of different things, but... No kerpas? Oh, kerta. Kerta. Oops. So we were both wrong. Kerta. Kerpa. Kerta. Or a sherwani. Sherwani. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's a... But it's a sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. And then Michael makes fun of him for his dress. And then both girls really think that he looks handsome and it's a nice fabric. And then he says, why don't you get me one? Yeah. And then I love the way the cold open ends because it doesn't end on like a big line or anything. It's just on Kelly going, eh? Like, (laughs) she doesn't even know how to respond to that. (laughs) Why didn't you get your boss a kurta? (laughs) The Uh, one who was just making fun of it. And then he still somehow thinks it's a costume party, even though he's seen Ryan try on the kurta. Yeah, it makes sense that he would say it's a costume party, but it doesn't make sense that he would actually bring a halloween costume yeah like it like it could have been something lost in translation but then i guess they would be that would be kind of implying that it was putting it on carol yeah like she was bad at understanding where the show clearly wants you to blame michael for that yeah and they also, she knows what it's called and she knows what asari is and exactly and she also like it they want you to or okay so they want michael to be able to remove his costume and look normal right because they want the perception to be that she thought it was a costume party yeah but really michael should have left the second head on just out of solidarity that's true he's kind of selfish you know scranton's not a huge place is it no i don't know i would just leave like carol trove i would just leave yeah and either just leave for real or come back in regular clothes i would not stand there in a halloween i wouldn't a- either especially if you're if your date is dancing mm-hmm. the whole time so awkward and she could have avoided a lot more awkwardness later on that's right you know who else is dancing dwight k shrewd yeah that's true dwight is dancing dwight knows a lot about indian culture more than anyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> more than kelly he's really excited to be barefoot too more than kelly <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, it's funny because at the beginning of the episode, Michael's saying that Kelly explains it like, oh, it's great. And then like, and then told what it was about. But then later on is when she actually starts telling about it. And it seems like she knows even less about it then. I think she just pretends like she doesn't know. I think she's just trying to make people excited because she's like, there's a lot of food and it's fun and dancing. And, like, you guys will love it. <laughs> Hindu Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, But who else is dancing? Pam? Pam, with with the young man who thinks Michael's outgoing, which is a real oh, turn yeah. off for Pam. Yeah, she's like, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is yeah, cool. Yeah, he's outgoing. Goodbye. Yes, he's very outgoing, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. He is really outgoing. He uh, proposed already. Yeah, he had already proposed. Which I... Can you believe my boss proposed? Yeah, he's very outgoing, huh? He is being outgoing earlier. He grabbed... Like, he's, like, dancing real yeah. big. Yeah. Stuff like that. And, like, just kind of, you know... Sometimes I wish I had that kind of exuberance to just, like, go and join people and dance in, like, a big way. I would I'm just, just so bad at dancing. I would not be doing that. I would be eating the samosas. Yeah. I would be watching everyone's shoes to make sure they don't get stolen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, and I would be eating a lot of naan, too. But I'd eat other things. I just really like naan. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. Especially with garlic naan. Yeah, so good. But, yeah, so Pam. She's texting. She's texting Jim. On T9. On her flip phone. Yeah. Or is she calling him? 
it's just text? I think it's texting, yeah. I think calling would be better because if you miss a call, it's the next day. What are you going to do about it? You know? Yeah. But if it's a text, that then you know what they said still the next day. And you're waiting. Pam's going to be waiting the whole time. Like, if you call, it's like, oh, they didn't answer. Okay, well, I'll try again later. But if they text, it's like, okay, it's out there. Yeah, yeah. They can see it. I mean, it they might have just read been receipts like, on. hey, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it was probably like, hey, um, you'll never guess where what just happened. Because it's, it's probably about Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she decided to go for that. But the reason I bring up the dancing earlier is because that's what turns Roy. Oh, poor Roy. Go back. He dips out early. Right he just when went he there for her. her. Yeah. He has to do things with her now. Yeah. She's gonna, he's going to be her boyfriend. Yeah. Did you see Daryl or Lonnie there? No, did you? No, but they're on the carpool sheet. They're supposed oh. to be riding with Meredith. They probably got too drunk. <laughs> Here's what it said on the on the board. The people riding in Bob's Yukon. Phyllis, <laughs> Stanley, Angela, Kevin, and Pam. Not Bob. Even though a lot of supportive people are coming. She said that he could she could borrow the Yukon. Oh. Um then in Meredith's minivan, we've got Daryl, Lonnie, Creed, Ryan, and Kelly. <laughs> that's who. I, that's the car I would want to go in. Yeah, if it, if it weren't for Meredith the driving. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I would want to be with those people. <laughs> We'd have to call Karen to pick us up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Don't you think it's kind of interesting that the parallel storylines are both about like carpooling and like kind of drinking and like... I don't know. They always seem to be whatever's going on. Stanford and Scranton seem to be kind of like in a parallel universe. Yeah, that's, just with different people. Um, maybe not. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about it. I don't think they were drinking at the Indian thing, except for Meredith, because always. Yeah. Well, no, Meredith is at home uh, drinking apple teenies. Wait, but, but who it's drove Mer- Meredith's minivan? <laughs> who drove? That's why Lonnie and Daryl couldn't come. <laughs> and Creed, nobody went. Cree didn't go. No. For sure. That whole, and, Ryan and Kelly just went with her parents probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. So <laughs> in the same meeting where they're saying, here's the people that can ride a Meredith's minivan. When Pam says, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go. Then Meredith's like, I'm not going. Like, what? Oh, if- yeah. What's the point of that meeting? Yeah. <laughs> Put down the, the dry erase marker, Phyllis. You're drunk. I mean. She doesn't even go, does she? Piss her get off the pot. Does she go? Um... Kevin definitely goes. I Angela, Dwight. I don't remember seeing Phyllis there. I'm acting like I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to talk to her? Just great stories. We, we shared a samosa. <laughs> That's romantic. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think it's weird that Daryl and Lonnie were even considered to be going. I think it's... I mean, Daryl is one thing, but Lonnie too. Yeah. The sea, sea monster, monster. In your minivan? <laughs> <laughs> don't you want to swim with the sea monster? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do. It's true. Um, <laughs> Pam also has to, not during the um, that particular meeting, but the Kama Sutra meeting, she has to um, endure a lot of sexual harassment. Yes, she by does. all of her coworkers, and no one stands up for her. <laughs> Kevin and Dwight most vocally. Yeah. Like looks like Pam from the neck down. Pam How do wishes. they know? <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. That was so weird. And that busty gal. What's her story? <laughs> Angela is so funny in this one. She is so funny. <laughs> I mean, she's like being terrible. But yeah. It's fun to watch. Yeah. She's uh, not about it. Why did she even go? 
That is a really good question. I think she went because she heard Dwight say earlier, yeah, I'm totally single. Oh. And she wanted to see Dwight in a kurta. Because she told Roy not to go. Oh, yeah, she did. Because they eat monkey brains. Yeah. And then she goes anyway. That's a good point. Yeah, because I was wondering about that. She, uh, you know, maybe she considers it a party, party adjacent. Yeah. She better be there to plan it. Yeah. <laughs> party. Maybe to get some inspiration or what not to do. Yeah. To buy some two liter bottles of soda with no labels. Yeah. Laminate. Yellow and purple solo cups, which I have to assume were for Mardi Gras. Because I don't oh, think yellow yeah. and purple are uh, Diwali colors. Or maybe they are. I didn't see anything about that. Or the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> big, big Vikings people. <laughs> Um, do you have anything else for characters? Have we talked about all the characters? Well, why do you think Dwight knows so much about Hinduism? Question. I feel like he probably dabbled in, like, Buddhism, Hinduism. I know that his family was originally German, but he does seem to know a lot about different cultures. Or, like, ancient cultures. And Angela introduced him to monotheism. Yeah. So, he obviously knew about a lot of gods before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had to deny his relationship, but the sexism was kind of out of left field from Dwight. Or yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think he might have said stuff kind of like that in the first season, but yeah, he hasn't said it in a while. Maybe it's because Jim is gone. Gotta up the Pam wishes. It's not like he's the first person to say something, but and it does seem a little more joking than like, oh, it looks like Pam from the way from the neck down. Right. Yeah. I do think that sexual harassment was way over the line, though. Uh, yeah. So especially if we're just like nobody. They all act like she's not even in the room. And then like her look at the camera. Good thing the cameras are in the room because yeah. there's nobody else to absorb that look. True. Oh, we need to talk about the cameras when we're done with characters. Yeah. Well, we learned about Kevin's feet thing. The, the oh, yeah. Medical condition. Yeah. Foreshadowing for the Kleenex boxes. That's right. And Ryan makes a real bad impression. Because despite looking like Zach Braff, he isn't as nice or committed as Zach Braff. And he also wants to buy an Xbox. How expensive are those? You can't... Yeah, like... How little money is he making? Well, I guess it's 2006, so... Yeah. I don't know. I never priced them out. I still don't think they're anywhere close to the price of travel. Yeah. Travel and also an Xbox. And he says it like they've never spoken English. An Xbox. The way he's talking to them... He's talking really slowly and clearly that entire scene. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, act or travel, which made me think of one of two things. It's because he doesn't think they understand English that well or because they were going to mix it where it was louder. You know, people talk louder, oh, they talk yeah. slower. Mm-hmm. But like when you actually film scenes like that, you don't actually have that background noise because it probably wouldn't sound good, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they thought they were going to turn up the music more later. But instead, it sounds where he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to travel. <laughs> or maybe it's like louder in the room, you know, because uh-huh. of the music going on. Okay. And the but, mics are on the yeah. jacket there. But it did to me seem like he thought they didn't know English. You know, I think so too. I, I was trying to give him an out, but it doesn't really seem like he's yeah. acting that way. Yeah. Well, also, he's kind of right that they don't understand <laughs> what he's saying because they are they, they do no, not understand yeah, that sentiment get, at all. Yeah. They don't know why he'd want to travel. They thought he was going to ask for permission to marry Kelly at that party. But they did have a backup guy there. 
For her, the doctor. So handsome. A whole doctor. <laughs> I love the way she says, so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people talk about that, like, like it's an objective trait, you know? Yeah. Like, uh. like, why would you not? So handsome. Yeah. Who's hearing that? Who is uh who is she talking to when she says that? I mean she's talking to Kelly, but who's around? Is anyone? Is anyone hearing that? Is it, I think Ryan might be. That's what I was kind of thinking. Or is it Rupa and Nipa? Mm. No, I think Ryan might be there actually. I think it. I think the camera zoom out a little bit and Ryan's like overhearing it. Yeah. Which he doesn't mind honestly. No. He's kind of like finally. <laughs> so Ryan's kind of non-committal anyway really wishy-washy on their relationship but even if he weren't how would you feel if you were given this type of uh family that kind of pressure for someone you just started meeting to save up your money to start a family you know and propose immediately well i think it depends on how you know your partner would take the pressure like if they're pressuring you also she seems really She's like, no. More chill about it. But yeah. later on, she is like r- r- I mean, hanging out to yeah. Kelly means uh, getting married and having babies immediately. Like, that's what he says. But it's not really the same way. It's not like a cultural thing. She just loves that stuff, I guess. Or that has kind of seeped into her subconscious. Like that whole sentiment from her childhood of, you know, you need to settle down and get married. At first, she's like, absolutely not. But then... You know, it kind of, like, comes up for her in different ways. I don't know what's worse. Like, having your partner's family not like you or like you so much that you want to get married. Or not like you and want you to get married, which is what this is. Yeah, that's the worst. And do you think this other gentleman that they want to set Kelly up with, is that who she's dating way later, way down the road at Dwight and Angela's wedding? Maybe. We got to keep that in mind. the finale. Because I try to block those episodes I, out of my mind. I think he was a doctor. Oh. So handsome. So this is their first also. meeting. This is the blind date that started it all in motion. Yeah. Did you say we have Michael left and that's it? Michael Gary Scott. This is where Michael tries to kiss Pam. Yes. On the lips. Well, we don't really know because he's got his <laughs> eyes closed. He could have gone anywhere. <laughs> Definitely a kiss though. Yes. And then Pam says, What are you doing? And he's like, No, nothing. What are you what are you doing? I'm rejecting your kiss. Yeah. Good for Pam to just say yeah, that. Yeah, for real. You could easily like try to somehow misinterpret that in a way Play that would like yeah, like be to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Say, Oh, I'm not doing anything, like and then she even gives him a ride home. Yeah, because Carol left. Yeah. This whole carpool system, I don't think, really panned out it's for It's not working out. Don't Michael's, carpool to something like this. Yeah, don't. Michael um, Michael tries to get a ride at the last minute by saying that he has a Kama Sutra book. Yeah. Which is like his last ditch effort, too. Carol does turn around when he's like pleading until he yeah. says that. So I, it makes me wonder what he could have said that might have actually saved it. He could have just blamed it on Kelly's parents and said, I'm so sorry I had this conversation and like it got me all, you know, out of perspective of what we have. Uh-huh. But it's their ninth date. Right. And even though she just rejects him, he says, I, all right, you're not ready yet. We'll wait. 
like still assuming they're gonna get married yeah like it's obvious he was in that marriage arena yeah that's right <laughs> or, or gymnasium <laughs> gymathenasium yeah that's that's pretty much it for michael not a great job i think he's compared to early michael still trying a lot harder on yeah the, on the cultural is. stuff yeah despite not knowing anything yeah but I feel like he kind of blew it on the romantic front because he's still yeah. dating Carol and he's trying to kiss a subordinate. No, and he's he's really trying to just be loved. And it's yeah. really sad. It is sad. So alike. So who? Pam and Michael. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, I know. So this is the thing, though, in addition to some of the little things that get mentioned, you know, little comments that are over the line. Like, probably this would be the thing he's referring to later when he tells Jan that they used to date, it would have been like this conversation. Oh, that, you know, Pam and Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just so glad that Pam clearly rejects it because there are some weak moments for Pam where she doesn't feel, I don't think she would have been confident enough to do that. And I'm, so I'm glad that she did. I mean, it's Michael. You gotta do something. You gotta, <laughs> but you know, you don't is, come back from that. No, you don't. <laughs> it is weird that they don't uh, like take it back more fully, though, on Michael's part. Because, you know, later on as the show develops, they try to make it where it's like Michael and Pam have like almost like a father's daughter relationship or yeah. something, you know? Where, like, and they're really they... good friends. And it's like this weird thing where if a totally sober person in a moment of weakness is like, let's kiss, then it seems like... yeah. I don't know. I just I have a hard time being like he would have just kissed anybody at that point. So it's it makes exactly. a lot of questions about like what's going on there. And they try to do that with Aaron too later on. And I always felt weird about that relationship because of moments like this where you're like, ew, he's kind of a worm. Uh, Andy. No, Michael. Oh. You know they try to make Michael seem like kind of a dad figure to Aaron, right? Or a father figure. Well, Aaron's looking for parental figures because she's an orphan <laughs> her room was her hair you were adopted ah no i, I couldn't close the deal <laughs> oh. well, that's a long ways away all right let's talk about the documentary stuff we're all out of order in we got to make sure youtube comes down to film this one moment really stood out to me for this segment and that was during the texting conversation, well, not really a conversation because Jim was already passed out, but is when Pam sends Jim a text and it cuts to the phone buzzing in Stanford. Right. I just really like that. It was like a really clear continuation of yeah. both storylines and kind of a juxtaposition too. Yeah, it would be so hard to edit that. Yeah. Like, oh, and then he's texting. Oh, let's cut right to when that's happening. Yeah. Or maybe they just have it on. I guess they all have like a clock, right? So it'd be real easy to sync it up later, provided that you're filming that. One thing about the phone thing with Pam is that I feel like they don't draw that much attention to her doing it or like the texting or they're not confident that they drew enough attention to it because so many characters mention it. Yeah. It's like. From what she's doing with her phone, I can't imagine that Angela and Michael would have brought it up. Yeah, and like you never see Pam with her phone. Oh, that's true. And so, like, obviously, if she has her phone in a shot, there's a reason for it. 
they could have been a little bit more subtle, but yeah. But Angela is kind of that like prying kind of person. Where what are you doing with your phone? Right. I have to watch these shoes. What are you even doing on your phone? She's watching them to make sure they don't get stolen, but she still lets Michael leave with someone else's shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she and she doesn't like tell those kids to get away. She just looks at them like they're annoying. Yeah. Angela Angela's a bummer in this one. Bummer. Um the documentary thing that I have is when it comes time for Jim to leave, the documentary guy who, by the way, stayed really late for this expense report thing, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the other team had to go to Diwali. But he goes and, like, kind of hides in the bushes. To see him fall. Yeah, and then he doesn't move to help him at all. But he doesn't know Karen's there. Because when Karen says something, the camera whips around 180 degrees really fast. Like, oh, my God, there's another person here. Yeah. How long was he going to wait before he checked to see if Jim just got a head injury <laughs> or something? Till the wolves came to, to carry away his dead body and it is one of those things like i know they're not supposed to interact they probably have rules and stuff like that but he is like wasted and he needs to get home although yeah. jim probably should have just slept on the floor i don't know what that little mattress was gonna do it's a roomy twin <laughs> and Andy's just gonna wake up at the office tomorrow i'm guessing this is a friday and then go home but you know you could ask the camera guy for a ride home in his car because i'm sure they're not supposed to do that but like the day is over yeah, like, <laughs> like they've got enough footage. Yeah, you know, if, if they've got more than enough footage from the day. But then the camera guy's like, he's like, oh, I'm drunk. Can I get a ride home? And he's like, no. And in fact, I'm going to edit this out, but I'm going to film, see how it goes with you riding your bike. <laughs> All right. You're just like, actually, I, I have a, a GoPro here. So yeah. just put this on. Nice yeah. luck. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Oh, there he fell. And he's not like, Whoosh. he's just like, yeah. wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. Like, what if it were like a half hour? Is he bleeding? <laughs> I don't want to call 911 to interfere, but you know what I mean? I know, it, was yeah. just, it was the only part that it really like noticed the, the camera yeah. too much. Although he wasn't he wasn't laying there for very long. No, and no. he did get up. But I can see where you're going with that. Another thing is that when people At go... At what point? When people go somewhere, the camera crew does go with them. It's riding with Pam and Michael. But it doesn't go with karen you gotta think that okay. like karen wouldn't have like wouldn't be like no i i put him in the car you just go home already <laughs> you already is... were the only other person in the room while we were drinking and doing expense reports now like go home i think you got it <laughs> and, like karen's not like yeah let's ride let's ride to my house and then see how that goes and then i guess you'll get home some other way that was one of my questions where did karen take jim to her bed that's what i was thinking like what do, do they live nearby like does she know where he lives? He's passed out. Did she let him sleep in the car? Oh. Did she just like drop him at his front porch? <laughs> I got a deposit. Have <laughs> a check-in. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, like later on when she's like, I don't know if Jim likes me, you know, but I like him. I kind of thought that the reason, when, like by the time Jim saw the text message, he'd already like, been in karen's bed or something maybe like maybe they hooked up a little bit or something oh pam's text mm -hmm. yeah. so that's why he was like otherwise he would have just woken up and been like oh pam you know yeah but i feel like something more must have happened with karen like maybe they like talked for a while maybe, yeah something maybe he, that's what i thought he got too. to second base because like, <laughs> like michael because like how 
like you said, how why would they film um, Michael in the car with Pam? And this is where the parallel storylines right. come in because they're both both of these women are taking home these drunk guys and like they're filming one and one is implied but you don't get to see it. So what else is going on between them? Right, and one of them's kind of like a get in loser co-worker thing and the other one's like he just tried to kiss her but it's clear that nothing else is gonna happen stop talking yeah don't talk and and you have to sit in the back seat so it's yeah that's a good parallel like kind of an inversion yeah but yeah that always made me think that by the time he woke up the next day he had some feelings for karen that made him not want to respond to that text or call whatever it was yeah you'd be like well i gotta see how this this goes this is real this you know, in the town I live in and stuff. Yeah. Cool. You know, sometimes it takes a while to get to a meaningful part of the conversation, <laughs> but I usually do it by the end. <laughs> we do. <laughs> hey, let's second drink it. Second. Second drink. Second drink. drink. Um, I got the exclusive release, the new Don Hazy IPA from Odell. Oh, is it good? Yeah, it's great. You want to try it? Yeah. I got the original IPA from Odell. That's a classic. It's got an elephant on it. Mm, mine's better. Yeah. Know. Actually, that's a classic, though. I, I actually do like that. It's pretty good. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for this beer. This is my second drink of the night, so I really appreciate it. Thank you, Nathan. You're welcome. Notes of mango, citrus, and guava, it says. I did kind of taste the mango. Look at but you. But I do have a really... Um, Big tongue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't actually touch my tongue in my nose. Oh yeah, no, I can't. Well, it's like, maybe it takes I, a lot of practice. Maybe I uh, withdraw when I hit the mustache. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so let's do our, our dundies. Uh, yeah, let's do our dundies. Okay, I'm gonna give my dundee to Pamela Beasley. Okay. Yeah, because she not only went to Diwali, even though she kind of didn't want to. Mm-hmm. She talked to new people, she enjoyed Indian food, and then she rejected her boss's kiss. Yep. And she put herself out there again with Jim. Yeah, exactly. And she brought Michael home, too. I was hoping you would give it to Karen, because she does stuff that I didn't personally like that much. So I'm going to give it to Pam as well. But well, <laughs> I, I wish they could have both got one. But I want to give it to Pam too because she did a great job in this one. I just think what you said about Karen is really true. It is kind of disturbing how fake she can be. Mm-hmm. And it, she's not that cool in this episode. Yeah. She would have been cool if she drinks. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did, Karen. Yeah. Apparently them getting blackout drunk doesn't negatively affect the expense reports so yeah okay i like that and now let's come up with our rating which is out of seven mm-hmm. uh okay i got it. okay are you counting down from three yeah three two one beach name. day <laughs> oh <laughs> well that is what i was gonna say though really yeah i had already decided yeah <laughs> I was just giving you an example of what oh. I was going to do. That's my fault. Three, two, one. Name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's not one of the categories, but it is our new category. Yeah. It's number eight. I'm just kidding. Name. Yeah. <laughs> beach day. I. I. Uh, why did you give it to beach day? Well, because I don't think it's as good as pretzel day or um, the initiation. Mm-hmm. But it is. It has great 
moments in it. I always love when they get out of the office. Right. I like the, like I said, the parallel storylines or the kind of opposite storylines that are going on at the same time. So, you know, it's not like they have to really delve into the characters in Stanford because you kind of already know them. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of increasing your knowledge of the characters in a fun way. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so that's why I like it. What about you? Um, Why'd I, you give it Beach Day? Well, like like you said, I think it's not quite a pretzel day for me. It's But it is funny and it's got good character stuff. I like that they're giving us a little bit more of that Stanford stuff to make us care more. Yeah. Because they're not going to be separate that much longer. So... I think next week is the merger already. Or not not the merger, uh, branch closing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so good to like get to know Andy a little bit. Yeah. Get a sense of his personality and then to kind of set up the Karen-Pam opposition. This might be considered the first episode where they're kind of in conflict. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, yeah, good one. It was nice to learn about Diwali. It was. It's nice to learn what a kurta is. And a curtain. <laughs> and uh, now I want to do a segment called Crack Open a Closed Ending. Because the ending of this episode is so weird. Oh, yeah. This is the one I've been referencing forever that doesn't seem like it's part of the episode. The, the way people are reacting to him, this whole audience, way more people than you ever see standing around in the rest of it. Yeah. It's out of sequence. You know, it would have happened earlier. Yeah. But it also doesn't feel like it could have happened. Like, it's... That's not how they would treat Michael. This couldn't have been after Carol rejected him. But it couldn't have really been before either because it's not really showing her. And, and um, Dwight just knows the song too. Right. This was the one that just feels like all, they had all these extras for this episode. And it's kind of like the end of the day. And he just like put on a show for them. Which I love that they included this. Yeah. Because he's still in character, but it doesn't go with the plot. No. And... If it were part of the show, him messing it up would be part of it, because it always is. Yeah. He wouldn't be this successful. So, just wanted to draw attention to that. It's not really a new segment. Except for Beers in Heaven. He nailed that. A goodbye, Toby. Goodbye, Toby. Like you could do like an eight mile of him kind of writing out the lyrics for that, sitting on the bus, tapping. <laughs> goodbye, Toby. It's been nice. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. We did it. We did it. Check us out on our Gmail account. Oh, right. So here we have two reviews for our segment. I think I hold up very well to even extreme scrutiny. Is that it? Yeah. Anyway, reviews. So Poid Ross 83. <laughs> nice. Pod race? No. P-O-Y-D-R-A-S 83. Their review is called Love It. And then it said, I love how the two of you convey the big and little things about The Office. I'm binging all of the podcast episodes now. Yay! So thank you for that review. That's awesome. It really helps us out. And this one's Mainzelnzane. <laughs> M-A-N-E-S-L-N-Z-A-N-E. Insane. Manal insane? Man insane. Man as insane. <laughs> Uh, there's no way to pronounce it, but <laughs> the subject is Michael with a lot of exclamation points. And it says, question, which podcast is best? This one. <gasps> no way. That's so nice. That is really nice. That made my day. I didn't even know about those until now. 
Wow, thanks, man, insane and point safe. But yeah, thanks for sending those. Send us an email at the off five podcast at gmail.com. Write a review and we'll read that. And go to our Facebook group, the Fino Things Club, to let us know if you'd ever heard of Diwali before this episode. Yeah. And if you know what a sorry not sorry is. <laughs> or if you own one. If you do, please post a picture of yourself in it. Yeah. So handsome. So handsome. What nice fabric. <laughs> <laughs> nice fabric. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Signing off. Bop, bop. Okay. Jimothy. Hey, Doc. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Ha ha, gotcha. <laughs>